Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. You can be seated. What a good crowd today on this holiday weekend. I think you certainly made the right choice. We're going to go to church today and uh, hear the word of the Lord and be in the house of God. We are just so delighted to have all of you and home folks, visitors as well. I want to preach to you today what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart, and uh, I trust that it would strengthen each one that's in this house today. Last week, I preached from this thought, and that is why warriors faint. Say it with me today. Why warriors faint. And I gave you several reasons why they faint. One, they, the enemy fills them with fear and unbelief. Second reason is the reason warriors faint is they can't take a rebuke or a correction. When you can't take a correction, and uh, as you're on this journey, God is going to correct your course from time to time, and you've got to be willing to say, yes, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm, I have ears to hear. Second, third reason people faint is because the trials many times are long and hard. Very hard and long trials cause people to faint. Fourth is they don't have the patience they need. I've watched after all these years that uh, when people will be patient and wait upon the Lord, good things comes their way. Amen. Thank God for the good hand of God and the good mercy of God and the way that God uh, is, is a rewarder, and he never forgets. And then I ended last uh, Sunday by preaching to you is one of the reasons warriors faint is because they not, will not eat the sweetness of life. They get on the bitter things of life, and uh, that, that destroys them. They, they fail to eat the honey, carnality, it's amazing how carnality will push you off into the deep things of this world and sin, but you let carnality uh, come and instruct about righteous things, and they will try to stop you from enjoying the presence of God. Amen. And it was a, I gave you the example, if you remember, of Saul and uh, Jonathan and how Saul said, I don't want anybody to eat any of this honey that God had provided for them. Hey, listen, God has provided honey right here in this service today. Amen. If you're not careful, you'll just step right over it, but you need to take a big dip of it. Amen. Thank God for these honey songs we've heard today. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord that we have felt, and you just need to eat from everything that's going on in His house today. Amen. Oh, help us, God. Did you know your response is really, really important to how much you get out of the things of God? Amen. Whoever, who, who is it that goes to a concert and sits there with their arms folded and looks there with a critical spirit? And who is it that goes to a ball game with their arms folded and sits and looks on uh, trying to find something wrong? People are up and they're a part of it. And it's true when you come to the things of God and the spiritual things, it's important that you respond to God and respond to his presence. And, amen. You'll never know what, uh, in fact, the scripture said one place, uh, leap for, leap for joy. I don't have no joy. Well, if you leap, he said, you'll get joy. 
Amen. The Bible said, teaches us that, uh, that God will give us his joy and his anointing upon our life if we'll seek after him. I mean, you'll draw water out of the wells of salvation with joy. You're going to draw water out of the wells. That, that's your rope is your joy, amen, to draw waters out. The scripture, Jesus said, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him. Think about that now. It's not what goes in you that's going to defile you and make you a sinner or make you go wrong or make you turn in the wrong direction. It's not what goeth in. Everybody say, it's not what goeth in. God in heaven knows there's a lot of things that's, that's wrong that's going within, isn't it? Amen. You can't hardly go down the road, meet people, talk people, see things, and not see wrong. It's on the right and on the left. So Jesus said, it's not what goes in. He said, it is what cometh out of a man. So, it can go in wrong, and it can come out right. Amen. And that's what I want to preach to you today about a warrior with a free spirit, a warrior with a great attitude. I want to deal with that today. Just the reverse, what happens when people will not eat the sweet. The Apostle Paul said in Hebrews 12 and 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God are looking diligently lest any warrior fail of the grace of God. Lest any, listen to this, root of bitterness spring up trouble you, thereby many warriors be defiled. Look, he said, looking diligently, lest any man, any man fail of the grace of God, Lest any root of bitterness, oh, that's all the devil wants. He just wants to get a little bitty, you know, seeds are really, really small. But they can grow, an acorn is very, very small, but you plant it and it can grow into a mighty, mighty tree. And that's what the devil knows. So you get the root of bitterness in your heart and it's going to spring up to trouble you. And the Apostle Paul said that's how many people are defiled. Their spirit is defiled. What happened to them? I'll tell you what happened. Bad went in and bitterness came out. But I'm going to tell you, you can take the bad in you and through the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, honey can come out of you. Amen. Blessings can come out of you. And you feel a whole lot better having honey, then you'll ever be in the gall of bitterness. You can't enjoy life. Amen. When you get these things going in, on in your heart, in your head, what happens? You're misfocused. You can't get on target. You can't make connection. You can't make right decisions. Amen. Every way you turn, left and right, you're just off track. But I'm going to tell you, God brought us all here together today to examine our spirit to refocus our lens, to get us back on target, amen, to where we can do the will of God together. We can walk with God. We can live for God. We can overcome, amen. We can be victorious. We can be in a world that's very sick, very corrupt, very sinful, and we can be in the midst of all of this bitterness and all the sin that's going on. And when it comes to our ears, 
God just has a way of touching it uh, that it does not go in our heart. It does not stick in our spirit. Uh, but when it touches us, it comes out with victory. It comes out with anointing. It comes out with help. And we just rise above and we go forward with God and we walk with God. Why don't everybody give the Lord a little, yes, appreciation, hand clap for his goodness in our life. And God wants to work that miracle in this house today on every one of us. Amen. God, give us a church that has just a free spirit. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That should be our daily prayer is, Lord, create. Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit. Have you ever got a wrong spirit? Everybody say wrong spirit. I'm going to tell you, a wrong spirit can just eat you up. You can't see nothing else. You can't get your mind on nothing else. You can't have any direction. As I've already said, you've just got an evil spirit working on you. I wonder if you can detect when an evil spirit comes on you. Amen. I'll tell you what an evil spirit is. It's when you want to throw a javelin and you don't want to play your heart for people. Amen. It was in the spirit of Saul, wasn't it? Amen. He had a javelin to throw, and David had a heart to play. And there's a whole, if we listen to the enemy, there is a spirit that will get a hold of us that we're, all we're doing all day long is just throwing a javelin and just throwing a javelin. And I'm going to tell you, that's where the root of bitterness starts from. But David said, create in me a clean heart. Wash me every day, God. Give me a clean heart and renew a right Holy Ghost spirit like the night I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm just going to think good. Amen. Look for good. Believe in the good. I'm going to just walk with God and do the will of God. Let me tell you something. Every one of us in this building, the devil wants to get you into some kind of dog fight with somebody that it will not mount to a hill of beans. And if you can just be wise and you can seek after God and you can overcome your flesh and crush your flesh and say, no, I will not vent this. I will not give in to this. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay focused on my prayer. I'm going to stay focused on doing what's right. I'm going to live with God for God. I'm going to walk with God. You know what's going to happen? You're going to grow in God. God's going to help you. God will be your protector. God will be your blesser. You know what we ought to do as soon as you feel one of them old bad spirits coming on you? You need to say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I resist the devil. The Bible said resist the devil, and he would do what? He would flee from you. Get off me, spirit. Uh, I know that woman pulled out in front of me in traffic. Uh, I know my neighbor has been getting all across the line. Uh, I know this. Uh, hey, man, somebody's been doing this to me and that to me, uh, but I'm just not going to allow a wrong spirit. Uh, you know what happens when that wrong spirit starts on you? It starts eating on you. You can't think right. Uh, you can't see right. Uh, you can't eat right. Uh, nothing doesn't look right. Uh, it's just eating. Uh, it's 
it's every, every way you turn, that's all you see. Uh, every way you look, that's what you see. Uh, it, 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 it's wrong. Uh, it's wrong. Uh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Uh, I'm going to work them over. Uh, I'm going to tell them off. Uh, I don't have to take this. Uh, I don't have to put up with this. Uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody today. Uh, hey man, I'm fixing to get even. Uh, I'm fixing to tell them what I think. Uh, oh, no. Uh, no, in Jesus' name, uh, God's going to help us. Uh, you know what's fixing to happen to you? Uh, a root of bitterness is fixing to spring up. Uh, a root of bitterness is going to spring up. Uh, it's going to defile you. Uh, it's going to mess you up. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands to God right now and ask God to help us in this church. Uh, oh, speak to our hearts today, God. Speak to our spirit today, God. I didn't come here, Lord, just to preach another sermon, but I come here to see a spirit change and an attitude change and a heart changed. Do it for us again today in Jesus' name, I pray. The Apostle Paul said, for we are his workmanship. We're his workmanship. We are created in Christ. Jesus unto good works which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Is that not a beautiful scripture? Is that not wonderful? Let me read it to you again. Paul said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them, in them good works. We're going to just keep on walking in good works. We're going to keep on sowing the good seed. We're going to keep on doing the right thing. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, because we, we're his workmanship. You know, you're looking at this beautiful pulpit. This is somebody's workmanship. Workmanship. It represents somebody's labor and talent. You know what God's wanting? He's wanting some saints to walk around and the world to look at and say, that's God. God's saying, that's my workmanship. That's what I made and put on this earth. And then who gets the glory? God gets the glory. In Jesus' name, be glorified, Lord. Be glorified from our life, from our attitude, from our spirit, God. Be glorified and you be exalted and you be lifted up for the glory of God. Amen. Is that not what we're here for? Is to bring glory to Jesus Christ let me ask you a question. Somebody with a bad attitude and a bad spirit and full of bitterness, can they bring glory to God? No way they're going to bring any glory to God. They don't represent his workmanship. Amen. Hallelujah. It's only whenever you pray that prayer, create with me a clean heart and renew a right spirit, and I want to do your will, O oh God. Again, David said, cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Listen to this. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Do you still have the same joy of your salvation as you had when you started out? I hope you do. 
Amen. If you don't, you're losing ground. And you know what should be for all of us? We ought to have more joy than when we started. We ought to be adding joy to joy, happiness to happiness, because we know more about God now than when we started. Do you need to pray, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, God? He said, uphold me with thy free spirit. Now, I like that. Uphold me, God, with thy, everybody say, free spirit. Amen. A free spirit. Hallelujah. Psalms 23 and 3 said, restoreth, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Daily he's restoring my soul and renewing my spirit. And that's what gives us this good, free, victorious spirit. Thank God for it today. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thy shall raise up the foundations of many generations. Thy shalt be called two things, the repair of the breaches, the restore of the paths to dwell in is what you're going to be. You're going to be free spirit warriors. You're going to be warriors with the victory, and you're going to repair the problems, and you're going to restore the way to walk and the way to live. He said, if thy Turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight. You want to know what church is today? Amen. We need to call it what it is. It is a, everybody say delight. It is a delight. Hallelujah. And call the Sabbath a delight. And listen to this. And the holy of the Lord honorable and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Now, I will tell you today, this is the way we honor him, by not doing our own ways, nor finding our own pleasures, or speaking what's in our heart. Amen. Not speaking what's in our heart, but seeking after God, and calling the Sabbath of delight. He said, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon high places of the earth. Hey, let me tell you, folks, the book is right. Somebody said it doesn't work for me. The book's still right. You didn't work the book is all I know. Amen, because the book is right. To ride upon high places of the earth and to eat. Thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Oh, thank God for it. I wonder how much God will have to deal with our spirit to purge us of bitterness and the wrong spirit. Amen. He told Israel, uh, David writing, when he slew them, then they sought him. They returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the, the high God, their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. They lied unto them with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, 
neither were they steadfast in his covenant. They would not stay with it. It was like a revolving door. One day they were on track, the next day they were off track. One day they were on, and the next day they were off. One day they were repenting and doing what was right, and the next day they had backslid and they were going in the wrong direction. God sends trials and problems. They turn around and they start back in the right direction. Hey, I don't want to wander around the mountain 40 years. I'd like to make some tracks. I'd like to see what God can do, how mighty our God is, how God can work for his people. We don't need to backslide. We don't need to lose focus. We don't need to believe the message one day and the next day we don't believe the message. One day we're allowing all the works of the flesh to work in us and the next day we're allowing the fruit of the spirit of course when you go through those trials doesn't it sweeten you up well there's about four or five said amen but it sweetening our spirit it god has a way of talking to us and that's what he said he said when i carried them through the trials when i slew them then they sought me and they returned and they inquired early after god and they remembered that god was their rock he was their refuge and he was their help Oh, help us, God, today. Help us to get the vision, have the vision, and stay with the vision, and stay focused. And that's the reason we have Bible study on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Amen. It's to wash the windows of our heart again. It's to refocus the lens of our soul to where we can get it back in focus. Hey, that's what I need to be doing. I need to be reading some of the Bible every day. I need to be praying every day. I need to get getting my spirit renewed every day. Why? Because there's a lot of things coming. There's bitterness on the right and bitterness on the left, front of you, back of you, every way. And oh, every once in a while you just get to, hey man, uh, somebody come up, comes up from the blind side and, and catches you. And, and it's surprising sometimes what will come out of you. You think things that are not even in you will come out because you got surprised and blindsided. Well, it won't hurt for all of us to be honest here today. But I'll tell you what will help take care of that uh, is when we are daily eating uh, at his table and we're daily walking with God uh, and we're daily living for God, uh, God can help us to retain our spirit uh, even when we're blindsided by the enemy. Uh, God will lift us up and he will give us the strength to make instantly, 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 oh, we all have that 2020 uh, hindsight, what we should have said and what we should have done. But God, I want to help. I want to overcome that. I want God to give me foresight that I say it right the first time and I get it right the first time and I do it right the first time. Oh, God, give us a church of victory and anointing and the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. We're born in sin. We're shaping in iniquity. Amen. And it's just in us. It's in us to be jealous. It's in us to manifest all these fleshly appetites. Right? It's in us. We were born with it. It's just in us. It's, it's born in us. Amen. If the whole focus of everything would be just right on us. Hallelujah. Forgive me for giving you a personal little story here today, but uh, back just a couple weeks ago, we were out at, uh, out at my house, and the children were over, and thank God for those good family times, and 
And it's so sad that people, families can't even get along to even have a family get-together. Isn't that terrible over something that's foolish and silly somebody should have forgot about a long time ago and forgive? And the moment is passing, you friend. Amen. Anyway, it was one of those good times and special times that we try to do one or two times a week. Yeah, and, you know, I just, uh, I love my family. I love my children. I, I like India. There's a lot of good things about India. Brother Herring over in India, when the kids get married, they just add a room, uh, a lean-to on the house. And it becomes the kid's bedroom. And then another one gets married, they lean, add another one on it. And, and the family just stays together. Sounds like a good deal to me. Amen. But uh, uh, we were there, and, and uh, I was sitting on the couch, and, and uh, the Benson Murray Holmes was there, and we, we never call him Murray. We always call him Benson. And uh, I was sitting there on the couch, and, and Sidney was sitting next to me. And they handed me that baby. And she looked over at me, and she said, Give me that baby. Let me hold that baby, she said. I said, well, okay. So I took the baby, and I was setting it in her little lap. She was reaching up her arms, and she said, Oh, Murray. I didn't know she even knew his middle name. Brother, we're born with it. We're born with it. We're born with it. We're born with it. We're born to be bitter. We're born to be hateful. We're born to be resentful. We're born to throw javelins. We're born to hate one another. We're born to try to destroy one another. That's the spirit that's within us. Thank God we come to his house. We come to his house. Amen. That's that old nature. That's that old man that was born when we were born in this earthly world. But I'm going to tell you, when you get born again of the water and of the Spirit, and you get full of the Holy Ghost, the world looks different. The people look different. Everything looks new. And everything looks different when you really get the Holy Ghost. Everything looks afresh when you get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, God. Help us, God. Solomon penned these words. Listen to them. Maybe you want to write it down. Take it home with you. Proverbs 24, 17, 18, and 19. Listen to what Solomon said. This was... He probably learned this straight from his dad, old David. David probably had told him this. Oh, surely. No, he was a wise man, but he had a wise teacher too. And Solomon said, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Rejoice not when your enemy falls. Notice how he said this. Let not thine heart 
Brother, this is something you have to restrain. You have to hold this one back. I'm not going to let my heart be glad when I see my enemy stumbling. I'm not going to allow it. The next verse says, lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. So he said, I want to tell you, you go ahead and rejoice when you see your enemy stumbling a little bit and it's going to upset me so much at you that I'll have mercy on your enemy then. He said, fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thy envious at the wicked. Amen. Don't, don't stumble. Amen. When, when you see them stumbling, don't rejoice and don't be glad. Help us, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that there would not be the root of bitterness. I tell you, bitter people can't win souls. Bitter people are no representative, and they're no ambassador for the Lord. They have no joy, happy stories to tell. It's always something bad, and somebody done something to them, and somebody hurt them, and somebody said this. And there's not a person in the world that can't dwell on the bad side of life. Everybody's had the bad side and the dark side, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's a bright side, and there's a light side. And there's a good side. And that's the side we're shouting about today. Would you clap your hands to the Lord? Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. I wonder what kind of representatives that I'm preaching to today. I wonder when you're in the city and out on the job and wherever you're at. Amen. Are you, are you one of these down in the dumps and just uh, grumpy and aggravated at the world and upset at the world? Or have you found the joy of the Holy Ghost in your heart? Help us, God, in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. You know what I'm trying to produce out of this church? People with a great spirit. I, that's why we've grown so much. That's why we've been blessed around here so much. It's because people forgiving one another, loving one another, praying for one another, having the right attitude, having the right spirit. Oh, God, deliver us from the spirit of people that want to get their thumb on somebody and just grind them down and try to hurt them and say hurtful things and remember every bad thing they ever done. And, 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 and when they get an opportunity to tell somebody perhaps that don't know it, they, they spread the story and they enjoy it. It's delicious and it's gooey and it's all this stuff. Deliver us, God. Deliver us, God. Deliver us, God. Deliver us, God. You know, this message is burning on my heart. Amen. Uh, yesterday and, and last night I was at a place and, and uh, it was Wendy's and we were eating a hamburger and I seen some people coming that I knew and, 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 and tried to speak to them and they just, and I don't know why on earth they don't come here to church. They go somewhere else to church and, and they had their, they, they, they purposely, you could see them, they was walking like this. Amen. And they went back and forth to get some salt and catch up a time or two. And they turned the other way. And I thought, oh, God, I hope I don't pastor any people that would act that silly. I hope they ain't a member in this church that 
be that little. My God, what on earth? I didn't even know the, the man's name, but I had seen him several times and knew he was Pentecost and said, had a funeral and was there and seen him there and knew he went to church there. And I just got all renewed all over in my burden to preach to this church today and say, for God's sake, I hope I don't pastor people that small and that little. Amen. Come into church and afraid you're going to see somebody look like you got a crick in your neck because you can't look that way. God, have mercy. Church, I want to tell you something. Life is just... It's just a smoke. It's just like a fog. It's just a little time, and you'll be off the scene. And all of your bitterness won't help nobody. All of your bad spirit won't help anybody. You could have been smiling. You could have been singing. You could have been shouting. You could have been enjoying your children. You could have been enjoying your grandchildren. You could have been enjoying living. You could have been happy. You could have been enjoying the blessings of God, going to a good church. Church, enjoying the Holy Help us, God. Help us, God. I'm going to tell you something. I'm fixing to close. I promised myself I wasn't going to preach very long today. Amen. But, hallelujah. Well, amen. Brother, I want to tell you, there's not a better, greater example of what I've preached about today than in the life of King David, such a mighty, mighty man. And you know the story of his life. I've preached it so much around here, I know you know it. Amen. For new people that are here today, hadn't heard it, let me just tell you, David, David was ordained of God, anointed by God. God's hand up on him at a very early age, at 16 years old. God used him. And you know the stories, you that are not even too familiar with the Bible, you know these stories, how he slew the giant and he slew the bear and he slew the lion and the hand of God was mighty on him and God anointed him to be king over Israel but he had this man by the name of Saul that was bent on, I'm going to kill that man. If it's the last thing I do, I will kill him. You know what was wrong with Saul? He was in the gall of bitterness. He couldn't see, he couldn't enjoy his kingdom. He couldn't enjoy his children. He couldn't enjoy his white stallions and beautiful chariots and wives and all the things he had because he was so focused on David. He said, I'm going to get him. I'm going to chase him. And he chased him like a dog bent on taking his life. And David had done nothing but tried to help him and bless him. Isn't it amazing how the devil will make us all turn on the hand that's trying to help us? Will the devil not do that to us? The devil will make you. You know, you know the, our biggest enemy? When you look at the mirror, you're seeing your biggest enemy. It's not who you think it is. It's who you're looking at. We become our biggest enemy. We self-destruct. We destroy our own self. And this was true in the life of Saul. He couldn't see nothing else. He couldn't do nothing else. He, could, he couldn't enjoy a steak dinner. He couldn't enjoy all the things that you know that a king could have enjoyed. Because he said, that David, that David is my enemy. 
I'm going to kill him. I'm going to get even with him. I preached to you last Sunday how he, he, he told him uh, uh, how he, he, he kept raising the bar. No, it was on a Wednesday night. And, and he said, you're going to be rewarded if you kill this giant. And David said, well, what is the reward? The reward is you're going to marry the king's daughter. Your house is going to be set free from any kind of tax. And on top of that, I'm going to make you wealthy if you'll take care of this giant. You know what it was? They were going to lose everything if that giant won. Not a bad trade-off, was it? That was a good bargain, a cheap deal. If you could keep everything you've got, your palace and all the blessings that you had, keep your kingdom, and all you've got to do is just share a little bit of the blessing, and he refused to do this. So he raised the bar, and he said, you know what, uh, I'm going to give him not the, my elder daughter, but I'm going to give him the second daughter. And then he, he said, i tell you what I want you to go out and do. I want you to kill a, a hundred Philistines. And, and uh, David went out and killed 200. And so he just couldn't whip him any way he turned. And uh, David had to be somewhat innocent because really if you read it, uh, what happened, those men around Saul, Saul talked to them and Saul encouraged them to set David up in this thing. Said, you know, it's a big deal now if you'll go out there and kill them Philistines because they was afraid he wouldn't go and do it. So Saul, he connived around and got his men cabin around to go talk to David and pump him up and say, go out and if you do this thing. But they just knew that he could not do it. They knew that surely out of a hundred Philistines, uh, there would be one Philistine out of that hundred that would get his sword into David and that'd take care of the David problem. But David, he had the hand of God upon him. Church, I want to tell you, help us, God, not to be a bunch of wimps in this church and, and feel like, man, the whole world's against me and everybody's beating up on me at the office and everybody's against me and it's just all, it, it never goes my way. That's what the devil wants you to believe. I'm going to tell you, he that's within us is greater than he that's within this world. And if you'll just go out there in faith, it doesn't matter who's against you. If God is for you, you shall overcome. You will succeed. Anyway, he, he raised the bar and it didn't stop David. He was blessed of God and he had the right spirit. Then Saul takes out 3,000 men, chosen men, mighty men, strong men, warriors, and they go on this journey to track down this, this man. They're chasing him like an animal through the woods. Uh, amen. Trying to find him where they can slay David. And get God's with him. And he's just, he's moving. And the hand of God is upon him. And finally, to show you how bad it got, uh, David said, Saul, why are you sending him word? Why are you after me? He said, I'm like a dead dog. I'm going to tell you what, it's one thing to be a live dog, but David had gotten so low, he said, I'm a dead dog. There's no bite even left in me. Why are you trying to do this, David? Why, uh, Saul, why are you after me like this? Uh, he said, I'm like a flea. There's nothing to me. You know what was happening? David was really getting introduced to himself. Uh, no longer was he this big giant killer. No longer was he this big bear killer and lion killer. Now he 
realizes it's all about God. It's God that's helped you, David, do everything you've done. It's God that's had his hand upon you. It's God that's blessed you to succeed and have victory and have blessings. And he's getting reintroduced to himself. And he no longer sees himself as a giant killer, but he sees himself as a dead dog or as a flea. And through all the things that David went through, then it came the time that he would hear that Saul is now dead. And it was after, it was right on the heels of when he had fought with the Amalekites and how they had burned Ziklag. It was like the third day after that, and he had destroyed those Amalekites. Then there was a man that came to him and said, I bring you bad news and tidings. Uh, Saul is dead and Jonathan is dead and the house of the Israel, army of Israel, they're running for their life. And Saul said, man, how do you know that he's really dead? How do you know and who are you? He said, I'm an Amalekite. He said, I'll tell you the reason I know he's dead. It's because I came up on him and I watched him put that sword between two stones and fall upon his own sword. And then while he was wallowing in the, on the ground, he, saw me, he heard me coming up behind him and he hollered out, who are you? And he said, I told him I was an Amalekite. And he said, take your sword and, st- and slay me. Because, he said, there's much life still left in me. He was hanging between life and death. He couldn't live and he couldn't die and wallowing with that sword stuck through him trying to commit suicide. The Bible said that Amalekite came and stood upon Saul and he finished him off and slew him. He took the crown off of his head. He took the bracelet off of his arm and he started in the direction to find old David. And then you read over in the fourth chapter of that same book, David is telling him, he said the reason he'd done it was because he thought that he was going to get a reward from me for slaying Saul. And David said, I want to tell you something, man. He, the Bible says David rent his clothes. Amen. He cried and wept. All of his men... They rent their clothes. I'm going to tell you, when the pastor's crying and weeping, it's important for all the men to be crying and weeping too. Their spirits were so tuned together. Amen. Thank God that not only David's spirit was right, but those 600 men that had followed him through almost literal hell on this earth while Saul was chasing them, their spirit was right because they had associated with David's spirit. Brother, there's some spirit you need to pick up on. There's some spirit, well, I'm going to say it again, there's some spirits in this world you need to pick up on. And those cold, hard, mean spirits that that will not uh, be humble and flinch and, and flexible and prayerful and humble, you better be careful about those spirits. Amen. And they rent their clothes and they wept. And the Bible said they fasted all that day. They didn't eat nothing until the sun went down because their heart was so heavy because Saul 
had been slain. You tell me that's not the right spirit? Beautiful spirit that David had in his heart. And he told that man, he said, I want to tell you something. He asked him the second time. He said, who are you? And the man said that slew Saul, he said, I'm a stranger. He said, I'm an Amalekite. He said, man, wasn't you afraid to touch God's anointed? Wasn't you afraid to do such a thing? He said, told one of his men, said, go over there and follow him and slay him. He said, out of his own mouth, his testimony has come that blood, the innocent blood of Saul is upon him, the anointed blood of God. Slay him, and he slew Saul, and he died. Let me ask you, what would happen to you today? That enemy or that person is against you. If you heard today they got hurt some way, what kind of spirit would go through you? What would happen to you if you heard, hey man, my enemy has been slain or my enemy stumbleth? Solomon said, let me tell you, rejoice not when your enemy stumbleth. He said, because if you do, God's going to see it and it's going to displease him. And then he said, I'll reach down and I'll help your enemy. Oh, God, give us a people of another spirit. Let's stand together right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church. I want us to be a bigger people that's in this world today. Because wise or bigger, Lord, give us strength and help. Amen. David then penned some of the most beautiful words you'll ever read in that second Samuel, the first chapter, when he talked about the beauty, beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. He said, how are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in Gath, publish it not in Ashkelon. Let the daughters of Israel rejoice not, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. And then he spoke to the very mountain where Saul had died. He said, don't let there be no dew on that mountain. Don't let there be no rain on that mountain. Don't let the fields bring forth offerings. He said, because the shield of the mighty has been cast away and the shield of Saul as though he had not been anointed with oil. He said, from the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back, and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives and in their death. They were not divided. They were, listen to what he said about him, they were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. Ye daughter of Israel, Weep over Saul who clothed you with scarlet and other delights and put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel. Then he asked the question again, how are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? Oh, Jonathan, 
I was slain in thine high places. He said, I'm distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of of woman. How, and he closes it out with this, how are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? How does it happen? How does it happen? Talk to us, God. I'll tell you how it happens. It happens when you get bitterness in your heart. It's when you get, I'm going to say it like I feel it today, just hell bent on getting even with somebody. I'm going to tell you, that's when the mighty are fallen. That's when the devil takes down the great ones. It's when he can get bitterness in our heart. Speak to us, God, in this house. Free our spirit and free all the warriors today. Lord, that one that's in their mind that beat them out of money or that one that did their child wrong, their grandchild did them wrong, set them free today. Liberate. Liberate us today, God. Let this be on this holiday a liberating service for every one of us in this building. There's not a one of us, oh God, that doesn't need to pray the prayer. Create within us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. In Jesus' name, would you pray with me right now? You want to, if it's appropriate, put your hand on someone's shoulder next to you or join hands, however. Come on, speak to our spirits today, God. Speak to our spirits today, God. Wouldn't it be something if somebody all once got to feeling sorry for somebody instead of hating them, instead of being full of resentment toward them, you all at once, you started seeing the world from their standpoint. You said, my God, I feel sorry for them. Oh, help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. In the name of Jesus, speak to us, God. Speak to us. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness and blessings and mercy and help, oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to just close your eyes and lift up your voices right now in prayer. Oh, purge our spirit all over this building today. Lord, we're all human. We all carry baggage. We all carry things we need deliverance from. Deliver our spirit today. Lift us up in Jesus' name. Renew the right spirit within our heart, oh God. Oh, yes, Jesus, draw us into being what you want us to be and mold us and shape us after your will, O righteous God. In the name of the Lord, 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 in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, God. 
the Holy Ghost drawing into your heart to walk down here today and say, Lord, I'm going to leave it at this altar today. I'm going to leave it at this altar today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Standing in the presence of the Lord. Yes, God, yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, yes, God. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mold us and shape us after your will, oh, righteous God. Oh, mold us and shape us after your will. Somebody's going to leave some things here today. Your load's going to get lighter. <laughs> your day's going to get brighter, I can tell you right now. <laughs> Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Thank you for victory in our soul today. Thank you for victory in our spirit today. Thank you for your anointing, oh, God. Thank you for your anointing, oh, God. Oh, we worship you today. We worship you today. We worship you today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. to me, church. You can't make nobody do right. All you can do is do right yourself. You ain't got no power over nobody. All we can do is just do what we ought to do. Help us, God. Come on, ask God to help us, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Oh, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, God, yes, God. Oh, come on, let's all pray together right now. Oh, God, we can't make others, God, but we can't make ourselves. And, Lord, we can keep them from interfering with our happiness. We can be happy regardless of what others do, God. Sing it one time together, everybody. 
most people say, I'm going to really be happy when people do like I want them to do. If my wife would do right, or if my husband would do right, or if the children would do right, or if the people on the job would do like they're supposed to do, or the cleaners would clean my clothes like they're supposed to, then I'm going to be happy. If the church would do right, then I'll be happy then. Amen. Don't wait, friend. Amen. You know what you are to do? You're to say, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy because happiness is inner. Amen. It doesn't hinge on what other people do. Because you're never going to get everybody lined up right. You're never going to get all your ducks in a row. Amen. And you just have to, you just have to have inner peace with yourself. And you have to turn them over to God. Because you know what? You can spend all your time agonizing and trying to get him to do right. Well, surely he's going to do right this time. Amen. But you know, you have to remember this. The same God that deals with you is the same God that deals with them. Amen. And they got to bring themselves to it. After they hurt so much, maybe they'll wake up and start doing the right thing. And that you, they, God's got a way. He said, they turned her away from me. But then whenever I sent trouble, he said, they sought me then. Amen. We'll do it every time, won't we? That's the game that we all play as humans. Trouble? Help me, God. I'm willing. Trouble's gone? Where is God? Who needs God? Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. I got one thing to repent of. I said I wasn't going to preach very long. Amen. But it's really, it's really y'all's fault. Take the blame, brother. You dismiss. Shake hands be friendly. God bless you. Prayer service this evening at 6 o'clock. We're going to be talking to God at 6 o'clock. We're going to be on the floor.